1: What are the odds your daughters are listening right now? Uh, what's less than zero? Okay, good. What What is it like on... For hold the, on, what time? As, as far on. as, like, Easter baskets, Easter bunnies... Yeah, they're not listening. ...at the Whitrow household? Oh, it's a huge production. Do you hide them or are they just out? We, uh, no, we hide. My parents hid
2: them. No, they're hidden. I, I hate that. My daughter had something at school where they just walk outside and it's every there. kid grabs ten eggs that are just... There just collapse it collapsed like that tree at Augusta National they're just right there for everyone to see uh no we hide them we get creative with hiding the eggs I I didn't know my wife is big you know like a big Easter production there's like gifts and baskets and egg colorings and then you hide the eggs and all this stuff and she was stressed out about it I'm thinking is this we're doing like Christmas gifts now or is this like a second Christmas (laughs) that we're going to get stressed out about Easter but apparently it's a big production but my daughters love it
1: Chad uh you, you said that the, the volunteers on the course for Augusta cleaning the tree off the course that fell, if you're just joining us at the top of the hour, uh, massive Georgia pine fell uprooted based on the wind and the, the weather conditions at Augusta National uh, over the 17th tee. And thankfully, no one injured. No yeah. reports of anyone injured. Shocking to me, but I'm thrilled. Because you can see the, the chairs yeah. that are underneath. Um, there are 107, 170 or so volunteers for on-course work, and they've already cut this thing up, and they're clearing it currently when, off the T box.
2: When do the tree huggers arrive and start protesting? <laughs> that I, 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 mean, I, I want to get an age on that tree, because I guarantee someone's got the age. This thing is here, 147 years old, this here, tree. And because of this tournament, <laughs> weakening the soil around the tree. It's been uprooted, <laughs> and now we must ban the Masters.
1: You know that's coming. Well, they can protest. Remember across when the those street. trees
2: were taken down in Nashville for the NFL draft and it was a yeah, huge the, story?
1: Yeah, the cherry trees or whatever they were. Yeah. Right? Japanese. Some something of, yeah, like,
2: like George Washington and the cherry trees. But it was a, a cherry,
1: Japanese no, cherry blossom. Something like that. That yeah. sounds right. And it was a, a gift from Japan. And I remember Chad uh, during that week being like, honestly, like trees are the gift here? Yeah. You can get them also, again, just replant them. And that's what the NFL did. They tore. They, they just tore up First Avenue, I mean that in the best way possible, to build their stage. And then they replaced these trees because it was a big protest Also,
2: it doesn't quite make up for Pearl Harbor, just some trees.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Japan. Sorry if we uprooted your trees, was but that, was it for still that? holding a bit of a grudge. So they, they just decided to like, gift them to Nashville? I don't a, know. I, no, there was a...
2: I, I know. No, no, I know. I remember now, because I remember in the convention center... They have every sister city of Nashville. Okay. And like Athens, Greece, you know, it's like Nashville's that. But there's other like cities around the world, and one of them is in Japan. And I think it was like a gift between sister cities, Nashville, and whatever the like city is in Japan. I think that Um, was part of it. And that's
1: how they tied it together.
2: Yeah, some sort of diplomatic Well, the thing
1: about Augusta is it's very difficult to protest on the grounds. They could go to the Hooters parking lot. You know, you but know, they, they will take you out. But they won't be able to uh, You can join John Daly in the Hooters there. parking lot yeah. for a protest. With all the merch. Right. It's like a, a NASCAR tailgate across the street. From and Augusta. it's the
2: only place to hang out.
1: We found Th- that out. It.
2: And, I mean, everybody laughs like, yeah, sure, Hooters. No, it really is. That's it. That is the gathering spot for everyone who goes to the Masters. Male,
1: female, everyone. You just meet at the Hooters, which is right outside the course. Chad, we have a special draft for hot mic coming up in about 20 minutes. Um, But the position in the NFL draft in the first round, you should avoid. It's probably not what you're thinking. I would immediately guess running back over the recent years right? for value. That's what we've devalued the most. How you can find them later in the draft. But linebacker, specifically inside linebacker and the number of linebackers that have been drafted since 2015 and the names that you do recognize very small. The names that you won't, for, at least for me, I mean, you can have a full roster based on this. Quay Walker and Devin Lloyd, last year, drafted in the first round. Zavin Collins, still a project out in Arizona. You have Isaiah Simmons in Arizona as well. He's listed as a linebacker. He can play safety. He does a little bit of everything, but that's also his problem. He doesn't have a specific position. Kenneth Murray, Jordan Brooks, Patrick Queen. 2019 was Devin White and Devin Bush. 2018, Roquan Smith, Tremaine Edmonds, Leighton Van Der Esch, Rashawn Evans. That's a great first round grade for uh, linebackers, specifically for what we're doing here. Gerard Davis, drafted by the Lions in 2017, Ruben Foster, Darren Lee, and Stephon Anthony back in 2015, drafted by the New Orleans Saints. It's not a, and, and here's the issue with the position now. These are not like pass rusher outside linebackers. Inside linebackers are on the field for two downs. So they're not on the field for the most important down of the defense. And I was interested to see how many teams bought into the first round grade for a position that's, again, most likely off the field, not a three-down backer. It does make sense when you think about
2: running back. I always look at it as, well, you can get a service, not even serviceable, better than serviceable a good running back in the fourth, fifth round of most most drafts. I feel the same about inside linebacker. Yeah. I think there are plenty of those guys that there's not a huge separation. If you're playing that position, this difference between good to great isn't huge at inside linebacker. The difference between serviceable to game wrecker at edge rusher is enormous. Wide receiver the same way, quarterback obviously the same way. So I do look at it as very similar and when I see this list, and we saw it before, Hutton, and my first question is, is that Steven, Stephanie, or Stefan, or Stephone? That's bad for your list of names. I had no clue who this guy was that was drafted in 2015. Never heard of him. I watch so much college football, I can typically tell you when I see a first-round pick, oh, they played here. They went here. No idea where Stefan, you said.
1: I said, uh, good job Stephon if it's Stefan. I had no clue. Yeah. Um, again, uh, it sounds right. It, it's spelled that way. Maybe it's Stephen. Well, it's Stephen with an
2: E. It's Stephen with an O and then an E at the end. So it could be Stephanie. Could be Stefan. Well, it's not Stephanie.
1: Could be Stephon. I guess it could be now. It was 2015. Be, could be Stephen. Um, could Jack, be any of those things. The other thing to consider here for the importance of middle linebacker, the importance of it, I think, is going to be reduced in the Pro Football Hall of Fame moving forward too. think about the size of the middle linebacker in 1999. And now we're talking about Patrick Queen, who's six feet, 230 pounds, right? Like it's reduced based on how offenses have evolved from the college game to the pros and the what you want in that hard hitting smash mouth middle linebacker from Ray Lewis to Brian Erlacher. so many different examples. I mean, now you want the speed more than you want the size and the the actual tenacity of what the position held for a good, a great portion of the entire history of the league. Anthony, by the way, went to Clemson, believe it or not, the player we
2: were just talking about. That's why he was drafted. First um, round. It, it is crazy to think about. And, and I also think that's part of the reason that we devalue that position more because
1: yeah, it's so what, is it, all, what is
2: it that every... Every coach Hutton we've ever talked to, college or pro or GM or personnel person, mm-hmm. they always have this old adage that if you've got a very talented big person and a very talented little person, you take the big person, the big player first. So if you're six foot because six, rare. 315 pounds, and you're a grizzly bear, right? Yeah. You can't teach that. So you're going to take that player over, unless it's quarterback, the smaller player that's also talented. That's just sort of – that's not –
1: Unless you run a It's not always
2: equal. It's not always a decision you make. Right, yeah. But typically that kind of goes in line. I think that's the case with NFL football in the 80s and 90s with running back play. And you had these mammoth inside linebackers that racked up tackles and did so much for your defense. And now as the college games evolve, you've got these guys who can get by being 5'10", 5'11", 205 pounds that can move because they're going to be defending tight ends. They're going to be defending slot receivers at times when they come across the running middle. Running backs, but out of You're the backfield You're doing so now. much more.
1: Yeah. You're not filling a gap. Austin
2: Eckler. Yeah. Why does Austin Eckler want more money? Because he's used as a slot receiver, a running back out of yeah, the, the backfield, a yeah. receiver out of the backfield. He's used in so many different ways. Well, the guy who's going to be paired up with and him defensively also used in a lot of ways. And
1: it evolved based on the tight end usage because the tight end evolved into a hybrid receiver. A big receiver. Yeah, a basketball player.
2: Yeah, most of your... Yeah. And Blame yeah. blame Antonio Gates. Sure, yeah. I feel like when you can go to Kent State and get a power forward yeah. that turns to football and becomes a Hall of Famer, that's where the game was always going to go.
1: And it, because of that, the linebacker position evolved into the smaller, faster cover guys instead of the guy that's going to meet the running back in the hole. And, and that also, when you move the... Tied into the hybrid receiver role that also took away the importance of the running back because you didn't have the tight end as the extra lineman to block. Right. Yeah. And all that feeds into the middle linebacker spot where we still teams clearly value the spot. We've got what seven, eight of them drafted in the last three years in the first round. But I wouldn't do it. So That's I'm, one position you can get later.
2: I'm sure we'll get into this more on the show uh, on an aside. So I'm coaching a travel softball team now. Now I've elevated to coach a travel oh, team. Oh, I didn't know it was official. Uh, it's official. So uh, I'm calling you signed the contract last I'm night? calling parents today. I promise there's a tie-in here. I promise this, I'm going to land this plane to our discussion. So I'm calling parents today, okay. and as part of the process, I'm asking, okay, now what position does your daughter play? Where do you think she most excels? Where would you like her to play? And I put the caveat in there, and I say, it's an all-star team, so keep in mind, we got a lot of pitchers, first baseman, um, shortstop, second baseman, right? So not everyone can play that. So that first baseman is going to become a left center fielder okay. at some point in the, in the, in the deal, right? Yeah. But I'm thinking, like, every talented girl, even at this age, they're going to be put in a position where the ball's hit at them the most, and it's the most, for lack of a better term, profitable position on the field in that. And then I think when you see what's happened to running back and linebacker in football, I'm thinking why would any kid playing football that's a great athlete not try to play something else? I get that body type, speed, everything else factors into it and a coach is gonna put you somewhere, but I'm just looking at it from a financial standpoint. From what I could do in college to what I could do in the NFL. If you get to a point point you're 15, 16, And you say, I'm a great athlete. I can play multiple positions. And my coach wants to put me an inside linebacker, but just because I can make a lot of tackles, but I know I can be a tight end. When you see what each is getting paid, go play tight end. Yeah, but normally, go play receiver if you can.
1: But normally, the best player is the quarterback, regardless of skill set for throwing. Sure. I mean, uh, how many corners across the league right now play high school quarterback? There are a number of them, a bunch. And it's just, you know, well, how many star but usually, though, what I'm talking about with the
2: devaluing of inside linebacker running back, how many crossovers do you have? That was a star running back for the high school and the star middle linebacker. It's a lot. Yes, I've covered a lot of guys in high school that they were the leading tackler on the team at linebacker or safety at times. And they're the star running back.
1: Who are the two brothers recently here that five star recruits went to Clemson, I believe one of them. Played, uh, I believe they played linebacker. Kane but Patterson, yes, at CPA linebacker, but also running back.
2: I always think of it. I think he's still in the league. Jalen Reeves-Maybin,
1: yes, he is. was a
2: quarterback, believe yes. it or not, uh, right. at Clarksville Northeast. But it was like a wing T quarterback that ran it all the time. Logan and, Ryan then he and Kevin linebacker. Byard
1: were quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, like it's just you put your best player with the football. Now, brands.
2: granted, like eventually you're going to move to the spot where you can get paid, and if it's not quarterback, you're going to go play a, yeah. a position that's paid less. But
1: or you're like Keith Bullock who was recruited at Syracuse to be a safety and then they moved him to linebacker.
2: Don't know if I did a great job connecting the two, but I feel like that's where I, I was trying to go with.
1: This you is, get in the all star
2: well, travel level and every girl's a pitcher or a first baseman or a all, shortstop. It's
1: all special. And I'm like,
2: I need right fielders. I need a third bat, I need a catcher. Which one of you girls wants to put the catcher's equipment on? <laughs> need someone to do that every inning too. Gotta participate in the team.
1: Chad. The quarterbacks drafted in the first round, Vegas has the over under at four and a half. It's perfect because there are five candidates for first round picks. But the uncertainty of this draft is what makes it great, and all the reports get a ton of feedback, a ton of headlines, a ton of discussion and chatter. Everyone's talking about the draft and who's going to pick what, but and no one really knows who's going to pick. Which player? And that's the beauty of the NFL.
2: So I'm watching ESPN this morning, and Jeremy Fowler's on. And if you believe, I would bet heavy on the over of that four and a half, by the way, because I think Hendon Hooker's going in the first round. I do too. But Jeremy Fowler now is saying, watch the Packers for Hendon Hooker, or watch the Raiders as someone who's interested in Hendon Hooker. And I hear enough of these reports, and I think no one knows what's going on. No one has any clue at all. Who's going to get drafted? But I do think that there is something, if there's enough smoke around the story, there may be something to it.
1: But I do think some of the reports here are accurate, but I don't know which are, like, which teams with which, which reporter has a source that's simply putting it out there as a smokescreen. We, well, that's, that's what we don't know. You've
2: talked to GMs, you've known them, we, we talk to people. I mean, even when you start to look at visits, and you try to piece together. That's one clear way to say, okay, yeah. this team is interested in this player. But we know guys who have been drafted that never took the official visit or never was visited by the team because they didn't want to put well, the scent out there for another team that they were interested let me, in that player. And they knew they were going to draft him no matter
1: what because what they had seen with them. Let me quickly. Or what they – talk to them about at the combine or whatever. I'll tie in uh, the second highest paid defensive lineman in the National Football League as of today is Jeffrey Simmons behind only Aaron Donald. He's gonna make 24 and a half million on average per year over the next four. The Titans didn't see him at the combine because of what had happened off the field with Simmons. And he was also going through the, again, he wasn't gonna work out at the combine. He would've been there for the interviews and the, the, the chats. But they did visit him for a practice. They were looking at one of the offensive linemen, and the time it would have been uh, Elton Jenkins. Elton Jenkins, yeah, with Green Bay, and they every one of the mocks for the most part had the Titans drafting Elton Jenkins. They noticed Simmons whenever they were scouting Jenkins, and they made a pact whenever they were going back to Nashville that they weren't going to let it out that they were interested in Simmons. But what they did is they scheduled a trip back to work out Simmons after the combine immediately. And after that workout. They didn't call him. They didn't text anybody about him. They didn't do any background checks where they had to call to show interest in him. They certainly did the background checks to feel comfortable with it. And it's worked out fine. But the smokescreen was We want people to believe that we're not interested in Simmons. We want another player so that when he falls to us, we get to draft him and no one's going to trade up above us in order to get him before we do. And when they called Simmons to draft him, he thought that they hated him because they didn't contact him after the workout and it was the exact opposite. So that's what you're battling this time of year.
2: Well, and that's the perfect example of we don't know. As much as we like to speculate, as much as I'll watch all these reports about different – players being linked to different teams, or this player may now be shooting up the draft board to a first-round pick. We don't know, and that's the beauty of it. I I love the draft because it marries my two favorite things in sports, college football, number one, NFL, number two. And it's the one night or three days, whatever it is, that all come together, and you have a little blending of both, and that's why I love the event. But it also leads to such rampant speculation and the fact that we all have to admit no one knows. (laughs) John McLean jokes about doing 25 mock drafts because by the 25th mock draft, he might get half the draft right. Maybe If you've done enough of them, you're eventually going to get something right. That's what everyone's doing. It's a dartboard right now. That's all it is. We're going to have a draft when we return. Our draft will be far more entertaining than the first round of this year's NFL draft.
1: We take the 2023 coaches photo from the NFL owners meetings and draft based on looks and appearance
2: can i explain the premise behind this the start of it should we start next segment with that or should we end this segment with it
1: let's start it okay it's the hot coaches draft though yeah i'll Uh, explain hot, hot mic rolls on across the outkick network Glad you're with us from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine, Hutton and Withrow. Chad, it's time for the hot coaching draft. Let's have some fun to close out the week, shall we? So the idea from, from you came by way of Clay years ago, right?
2: So Clay's first ever radio show was a show I hosted with him called Clay Nation. This started in uh, January of 2008. And one of the first things we did once we got through the end of football season and the Super Bowl was we started having these drafts. But the funniest one we had was a hot dude draft. <laughs> and it was me, Clay, and callers from all over the Mid-South. I remember this. Who would call in. And it, I mean, we our show was two hours long. We went through like 40 rounds. <laughs> but the best part was having, you know, this 50-year-old guy from the Mid-South who was having to defend their drafting of Matthew McConaughey or whoever it was He's like, you know, just something about, (laughs) something about his accent. You know, I just really think this guy's just got something to him. A lot of charisma. Like when he walks into a room, he owns it. So we'd have these callers like, tell, tell us why you think Tom Selleck's so hot, you know, or whatever it may be. And they'd go through the list of reasons. And it was just unintended hilarity throughout. So, Every year at the NFL owners meeting, Hutton, we see this photo, the class picture of all the NFL head coaches awkwardly posing together. You got the group that's seated, the shorter guys, taller guys in the back. We're showing it to you right now if you're watching. And every year I look at this, and people like to do different things with it, but I thought to myself, this is the perfect opportunity to bring back the hot Dude, draft. <laughs> but here's the stipulation with this, okay, okay? yeah. We only base it off this photo. So this is like a blind draft, blind date, first okay. impression. We only look at this photo. We don't know what they look like on the sideline. We don't know what they look like at any other time. Just one photo at the Arizona Biltmore in Phoenix. You get to judge by that, and we will draft accordingly up to fifteen. We didn't want to shame to someone of well, being dead last in the picture, so we stopped halfway yeah, but through. We're
1: basically the NBA draft, or NBA uh, draft for the All Star game. Yeah. The the, uh, the other caveat, I believe, is it's only eligible. We can only draft coaches who are in this photo. There are three missing.
2: Yeah, like hot hot guys like Mike Frable. You know, they're Vrabel's not. in Frable's
1: out. Um, let's see, Sirianni's out. Another so good looking guy, Frank Reich. He's also another good looking guy. So those three guys.
2: So don't think we're crazy when we don't draft Vrabel or Frank Reich for oh. everyone out there that loves those two coaches. Vrabel can't get pissed at They're us. not in the photo. So we can only go with who's in the photo. And we brought in an expert witness also.
1: Caroline Fenton from 1025 The Game, our uh, sister station, one of our great affiliates uh, across the Outkick Network in studio with us. Caroline, thank you.
3: Always appreciate being with you guys. And Especially what, for this. What was what? your
1: initial reaction, Caroline,
2: when you heard about this idea? My initial reaction
3: was – I got into media to have the important conversations and to answer the hard questions, and I thought, this is it, finally, my opportunity to be involved in something that really, truly matters. And to your point, Chad, who would be the last pick in this draft, and why is it Arthur Smith?
1: <laughs> it's not Arthur Smith. Uh,
3: that's, a, that's, a, a, that's an a,
2: amazing line. It's Mike McCarthy. <laughs> well, it's like the easy answer is Andy Reid, right? Like, we're not going to be the NBA All Star draft. We will actually say. Like, the, I think the easy answer is Andy Reid, but Andy Reid's got multiple rings. So that makes him far hotter than some of the other guys out there. Uh, this is your 60 minutes moment now, Arthur, Caroline. This, these Smith are the important is conversations. going to
1: inherit, even though he, like, he hates talking about it. His father's Fred Smith from FedEx. He's, I mean. he's in a
2: billion billionaire he's family. In a great spot. But I mean, in terms it of money, all these guys it. are doing okay.
1: Well, not like Arthur, though. True. But like if Arthur money, can inherit an NFL team potentially. If
2: lots of money can make any person look better, I think male or female, these guys are fine. They're doing good in that regard, okay. right? They've all been elevated. But of the, to an extent. Of
1: the crop, there are still haves and have nots.
2: I would agree with that. I would definitely agree with that.
1: <laughs> Shall we get this let's, thing started? right, let's get it going.
2: So, Caroline.
1: Five rounds, right?
2: Uh, you know, being a, being a woman, as a woman, Caroline has the honors. Also, she is our expert witness on male hotness. So, Caroline, you are on the clock. Your number one pick of our NFL hot coach draft based on this one photo is who?
3: See, this is not something that I took lightly. I inspected the photo, zoomed in, zoomed out, phoned friends, and the first overall pick is not somebody who I expected it to be. This, to me, feels like a Stetson Bennett as the first overall pick in the 23 draft kind of vibe. Robert Sala is the number one pick in the hot coach draft. Look at it, he is glistening in the sunlight. He looks so great. He's not one of the guys that I would name. As one of the top three hottest coaches in the NFL, but in that photo, it's working for him. Robert Sala, welcome to the Hot Coach Draft.
2: He uh, is also a little bit yoked up. Like I looked at Robert Sala, and I'm thinking he's
1: pretty jacked. Hey, he looks like my Uber driver from last night.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that, that too. Uh, he's he's got the build I mean, to him,
1: right? It looks like a. You know
2: what I don't like about Robert Sala in this photo, ahead. and I don't and look yeah. I, again. Caroline's the expert. We're ripping apart every and, coach. And here, by I the also way. love that Caroline, you know, got with other expert witnesses to consult the the photo on this. I'd love to know the consensus on all that. I hate his shirt. So I would deduct points from him because I don't like the purple pastel, like Easter Sunday,
1: sunrise service church that he's wearing. I'm I'm fine with the color. It's just, it's too big for the guy who's even yoked up.
3: The sleeves aren't great. Yeah, The rolled up sleeves aren't great, but I did consult friends. He would
1: would be higher on my list. You took a number one. I I think it's like a round two, round three grade for me. Fair. It's a reach. Um, But but the
2: first thing is Caroline Caroline needs to really pick it up in the next rounds to have a solid squad by by the end of this. I think
3: he's underrated. I mean, he has okay. underrated value going into this draft. I mean, look, he is he's glittering he's in the sunshine. He's the Anthony sunshine. Richardson
2: of this draft, like huge ceiling. Huge, low floor. Low floor, huge ceiling a Very high yeah, ceiling. I got it. The I first it.
3: response I got from the friends that I phoned was, are we talking actually hot or like Brian Dable? <laughs>
2: <laughs> like hot just because he doesn't care? <laughs> right. Hot level? because
3: he looks like a Miami bouncer um, at a club?
2: Yeah, trying to look like a meatball hot or actual attraction?
1: Are you up next or me? You're up, Hutton. You have the number two pick. D'Amico Ryans, hands down. Um, He was the hot coaching commodity of the offseason. He's 38 years old. First time head coach, great defensive coordinator. Better shirt. And six year contract where he walks in knowing that he's not losing his job next season. He already knows that he's going to be in this photo next year. Not many of the, a handful of coaches, maybe a third of the guys we're looking at here know that. Ryans is one of them. And again, based on age and the fact that he's a good-looking dude, D'Amico Ryan's my first selection for the hot coaching draft.
2: I am really encouraged by these first two picks because what we've done here is number one and two, they're bald men. Uh, and as someone who will one yeah. day, hopefully not for many years, probably be bald, this gives me hope for my future that picks number one and two You're not going to. are your dad. both completely bald guys. I think you have to look at the grandfather on your mom's side Really? Yeah. And, but again, he didn't lose all of his hair till he was like 75. So <laughs> if I live that long, which is highly questionable, I may not have hair. But this gives a lot of bald people a lot of hope out there. I think both of you are a little bit crazy. Hutton less so than Caroline with that number one pick. I'm going with someone who has hair for the next pick. Okay. Matt Lafleur. Lafleur looks great.
1: The shirt. I it don't love it. looks like he has it, a dip in. But it works he might, he, for he him. might. That may, that may help him. I don't I know. I
2: think the dip, I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. Like a little bit of a bad boy vibe he's putting out right yeah, there with a the dip pro- in. it's probably
1: big league, He's too. got the
2: right amount of uh, facial scruff. Not a big goatee guy, so he's got just enough beard. Yeah. Uh, he's got hair, which also is a benefit, I think. You guys don't, obviously. But the hair
1: helps me. No, I do. I'm going I, Matt LaFleur,
2: the Green Bay Packers, third overall. Carolyn's
1: hot coach draft. Matt LaFleur, hotness level, 1 to 10.
3: If there were odds for the hot coach draft, LaFleur would probably be like minus 800 odds. Okay. Because he is no brainer. A, a very good looking guy. But in the photo, he's we're Bryce just Young to your Anthony Richardson,
1: he, is what you're saying? He, he, saying is my,
3: he is my Joe Burrow.
1: She's going off the photo, though. Yeah.
3: He looks too small in the photo. Mm. That's why he was not the first overall pick. Too small. Hmm. It's the Bryce Young kind of uh, hmm. knock on him. Too small.
1: Chad, this is a snake drafts, right? So you've I, got next? I like
2: that rationale, though. Look too small. Yes, I've got next. Okay. Okay, my next pick, I'm going to go with someone that's a little bit more aspirational for me because I'd love to look like this man when I'm his age. It's Pete Carroll, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Uh, we're going to the elderly for the wow. next pick. Pete Carroll looks terrific for a man of his age. He's always looked like he's in great shape. He throws the football on the sideline. He looks like he still has a cannon. Uh, I would both trust this man with my taxes and want to go to a bar and drink old fashions with him. Pete Carroll,
1: you are the fourth overall pick in our hot coach draft. Uh, Hutton, you're I up. would have drafted him, but not in the second round for me. Okay. Like that, let me, I, I fully I admit
2: this is aspirational. Like I look at him and I think I want to be him one day and I'd love to hang out with him. So Caroline, your thoughts.
3: Silvervox in that underratedly hot in that photo. Pete Carroll, if you were asked, you know, who's the hottest coach in the NFL, I don't think Pete Carroll would even be brought up in the top five.
1: You wouldn't think fourth overall.
2: Not fourth overall. Yeah.
3: For sure not. But in the photo
1: everyone has a type though, Chad. They it's working worry. for Pete Carroll. Mine's white it's, hair. it's giving sugar daddy chic. <laughs> sugar daddy chic. Um, I'm stealing that. That's good. I'm stunned he's still on the board uh, because I get the Jimmy G rub off of Kyle Shanahan.
2: Jimmy G rub. That's give, me the, awesome I'm give
1: me the Shanahan uh, with this. Look, uh, he's got the cool factor. He doesn't care to be there. Looks hungover, uh, which means he parties, <laughs> which means he can do whatever he wants uh, at 3 a.m. And uh, he's, he's looking down. Didn't even care to look at the photo to see if he looks good in the photo, which means he's very confident in how he looks. No-brainer. Kyle Shanahan, obvious second-round pick for me.
2: I think Kyle Shanahan is a very attractive man. I think he looks better in those hats that he wears
1: okay. than in this photo. But I'm— I mean, look at it. But can we zoom in on there to get him? Uh, it's, he, he has had a, a rough night.
2: Yeah, or yeah, he's, he's still just blinking. He, <laughs> he's like,
1: what, he what just time?
2: 1 uh, p.m. for this photo? <laughs> I, I may still be a little bit sleepy at that time. It, it's— I, Look. If you told me going into this that Kyle Shanahan would be fifth, I thought that'd be low. Okay. So I think you've got the steal of the draft so far, Hutton, with Shanahan at number five. Ryan's and Shanahan. Caroline, you're on the clock for pick number six.
3: I would argue maybe LaFleur could be the steal of the draft. But at, at number three, six, yeah. at number six, I'm taking Kevin O'Connell. He looks like a a Disney prince <laughs> in this photo. Like, he looks like the the Christoph. guy, though, would just, yeah.
2: Kristoff um, and Frozen? Prince
3: or the- Eric from The Little Mermaid. He yeah. looks like a blonde Prince Eric in this photo. He looks jacked, and the shirt fits a little bit better than Sala's in this photo. And maybe if you could tell, I was really focusing on the right side of the photo there in my first two picks. Um, but Kevin O'Connell looks good.
2: He's also got a certain grin about
1: him. That's like he knows something that we don't. Well, he had one less tequila than Shanahan the night before. <laughs> yeah, so he's cool with. Being he's kind of got that like grin, like I-, I know what's up,
2: type deal. And he's big. Uh, you said that Lafleur looked a little small in the picture. O'Connell doesn't
1: have that problem. It's beefy. Um, Caroline, you're up again.
3: Okay, and with the seventh pick, underrated, Sean Payton. Again, not one that I would have thought, but I mean, pro- Sean Payton... We, I'm glad
2: we went waist up on yeah, this photo that this we showed. Is he, could, could be uh, unsuitable for children watching.
3: Maybe from the waist down, could have had a little bit of contribution into being the seventh overall <laughs> of pick. Of course, yeah. Uh, he's We're asserting, all human. He's asserting his dominance in this photo. He is taking up <laughs> as much surface area as possible, <laughs> and I appreciate that in a man who establishes his dominance amongst other he NFL has, coaches. He
1: has forced Ron Rivera to sit on the... The the crack between two chairs. The
2: this is the type of posture that would piss me off so bad if I was so, sitting next to him on a Southwest flight. You know how he's got completely broad-shouldered out, but in this photo,
1: it does bring on an alpha mentality. I feel like I'm crushing this draft because the obvious pick.
2: Yeah, this is this is uh, the, the, if you're thinking the what I'm thinking right now, Hutton. It's someone we just saw in the photo next to Peyton. Yes. That is shocking he's not been taken yet. And he
1: falls to the third round, Sean McVay, sunglasses. And let's just say, he already knows how cool he is. Um, I do too, because I've seen his girlfriend. But let's also factor in, he has sired a third of the coaches in this photo. If that doesn't say alpha, (laughs) I don't know what is. And so I don't care what this dude looks like in this photo. I Honestly, I should, have taken I should have taken him first round, but I get him in the third, and Sean McVay, yes.
2: Sean, the, well
1: done, sir. The bull McVay. Well
2: done. The amount of done, hair
3: sir. gel in, in Sean McVay's photo is what really brought him down to a fourth or fifth rounder for yeah, me. He's
2: got it going straight up, too. Like it is the straight up look. It's with crunchy. His hair. Yeah. yeah. He, um again, though, I think Hutton on a couple uh picks here have really gotten the, wow, that guy felt, this is like Jalen Carter. Falling to 21, <laughs> and you're just like, Well, I got to take him. I mean, I know there's some issues, but the dude's a stud, so you got to go there. Uh, I like that pick a lot. By the way, what would Cliff Kingsbury be number one, right? If he was still coaching? Um, we'll get to that another day. We'll let you guys ponder that while I, don't know. I make my pick. I don't know. Pick number nine, hot coach draft. Give me Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor, there's <laughs> oh a God. certain friendly like the quality US of. <laughs> There's a certain could-win-the-Masters-as-a-U.S. amateur <laughs> feel about him, but also, like, I want him to date my daughter type
1: cuteness. I wouldn't he's, say hot. He's
2: more Chad, cute This than is hot. not
3: the NFL cute coach draft. This that is, uh,
1: dude is currently cu- curing a tree off of the 17T <laughs> at Augusta, okay?
3: This
2: guy <laughs> is putting that, that pullover, that sweater down in a puddle for the girl he's out on a date with. Yeah, and for that reason, that ups the ante. Maybe this is the the girl dad in me coming out. Like he looks really respectful. Coach Seems Dave very McGinnis. sturdy, the type of guy that you really just want to, you know, have have protect you. I think Zach Taylor's a good looking guy.
1: You guys oh, obviously I, no, disagree. No, no, I, I don't disagree. I uh, Dave McGinnis once babysat him.
2: Yeah, that who's hotter, Dave McGinnis,
1: or <laughs> Dave? Dave McGinnis,
2: the babysat or ba- the babysitter. I would say the babysitter in this, um, in this scenario.
1: Oh, okay. I, he was the babysitter for yeah. uh, Zach Taylor.
2: No, I'm saying he's hotter. Anyway, Go you're ahead. welcome, Coach Mac. Number 10. Again, I, maybe I'm into old guys. I don't know. John Harbaugh. He's old? old he's not he? old, but 50? I mean, he's older. 55? Like He's not the new, old young, hot thing. He's not the stud out there
1: swaggering around like Sean yeah. McVay with his hair gel. Lamar's getting divorced from him, so.
2: John Harbaugh. He's just a good-looking man. I mean, you look at this photo, and I think that's just a
1: good-looking dude. Wow, he's sixty years old. -old
2: Sixty-year-old John Harbaugh. Again,
1: this this is is a great pick. This
2: is the aspirational pick, much like Pete Carroll. Like, who would not want to look like John Harbaugh at sixty? Far better looking than Jim. Far—that's—he's the older brother of Jim. I think he's far better looking. Caroline gave me a bit of a look when I said that. Caroline, you disagree? Jim better? Jim or John?
3: Say Jim is better. I would say John is better looking. But John, also a little bit grumpier. And if mm. you're grumpier than Jim Harbaugh, not a great sign. But good to look at, for sure. Absolutely.
1: Jack Harbaugh. so who I would go with, <laughs> with <Harbaugh>. Father. <laughs> Hutton goes uh, even
2: older than what yes, I'm going.
1: Yes, great grandfather. The older, the better. Um, I'll, I'll make this quick. Vrabel is not eligible. The next best choice of alpha male in this photo is Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. And by the way, the... They're going to be the winner of the offseason, other than the Jets. Dan Campbell.
2: If I'm picking a guy for tug-of-war in the team photo, I'm picking Dan Campbell. I will say, I hate goatees. It throws me off. He's not in my top 15 solely because of the goatee.
3: But if anybody's going to pull off a Jack. goatee, it's him. No,
2: he's an alpha. No doubt about it. Hutton, Hutton nailed it with the description. Go ahead, Caroline. I just he, hate was that goatee. he was on your list. Well, pick once, number 12, Caroline.
3: Once Dan Campbell was off the board, I was thinking, okay, can I trade back? Like, Can I pick up more picks for next year's hot coach draft? You
2: want multiple second round picks now.
3: That's exactly what I was Give thinking. Us back next to back. year, let me, get, let me get the hotter guys next year. Kevin Stefanski looks like a little bit of a salt and pepper fox in this photo. I like the facial hair. Good outfit. Good outfit. He looks very nice. And final pick for me, Jonathan Gannon. Oh, my God. New Arizona Cardinals head coach. And I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel. Sorry, Jonathan Gannon. (laughs) But it was either him or the next person that was taken. And I was not going to take this next person. I absolutely could not do it. So Jonathan Gannon. Welcome in.
1: Jonathan Gannon's making uh, Star Wars references right now.
2: Jonathan Gannon, nice shoulders. Looks like he just showed up with a sippy cup, where Kyle
1: Shanahan just showed Jonathan up with Gannon, a bottle. He has no of, business being a
2: bottle of uh,
1: Casamigos. Uh, that he, he looks just like jumped. he thinks
3: ketchup is spicy. My final
1: pick. <laughs> my final pick holds up rings. He walks into a room and says, "All these guys are losers because I'm the winner." <laughs> Bill Belichick. Because
3: between Gannon and Belichick, I was like, Bill I cannot say Belichick.
1: William Belichick. Belichick also uh, seems kind of nice when he's not coaching. Among the coaches, who has Brady's cell phone number? This dude. He wins. Go ahead, Billy B.
2: Uh, Final pick of this hot draft. Hot coach draft. 2023 class picture edition. I'm going to go Mike Tomlin with the 15th pick. Uh, Mike Tomlin exudes swag. This guy has a piercing, beautiful eyes. First off, beautiful eyes. Perfectly placed With aviators. Mike Tomlin. Beautiful, big brown eyes pierce <laughs> right through you. I love the shades that he's got. Those shades are not cheap that he's wearing, and he's not even wearing them. He's got them on the dress shirt. He's got the sports coat on. Doesn't even look hot in the sports coat. Completely cool, completely calm, total swagger, won a ton, Super Bowl winning coach, Mike Tomlin, 15th. Okay. Caroline,
1: you seem to agree to, with that one.
3: That's a good one. That's one that really did go under the, the – steal the draft. And also, Mike Tomlin has the energy.
1: All right, the run-through uh, for Caroline. The, the separate squads. We should Here's trust Caroline's our, honestly. Uh, Robert Sala, Kevin O'Connell, Sean Payton, Kevin Stefanski, Jonathan Cannon. I can't believe I'm saying – Quickly, Jonathan.
2: my favorite pick for Caroline, number 12, Kevin Stefanski. Okay. I think was her best pick of the
1: draft. Uh, for me, um, I'm – look – I think I've, I've crushed this. D'Amico Ryans, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Dan Campbell, Bill Belichick. And, Chad, your team? I think your last two picks brought you down, but those first three were pretty strong. I'm winning the Matt Le- Matt
2: LaFleur is the number one overall pick. The fact Caroline skipped and Hutton skipped is uh, just ridiculous. Matt LaFleur, best-looking coach in that picture. Number one for me, Pete Carroll, best-looking older coach. Zach Taylor... Uh, you guys may have talked me out of that one a little bit. Maybe my weakest pick. No, it's not bad. John Harbaugh, I love. And then Mike Tomlin, I love. I would put this squad of hotness up against anyone.
1: Anyone. And with that, the draft concludes.
2: We'll do a post-show where we
1: go 16 um, through, what, 28 that are for f- 29? Yeah, the worst. The worst of the, uh, the hotness level.
3: Good personality coaches. letter. We'll be
2: yeah. on Kurt Schilling's baseball show to reveal yeah. our picks 16 through 29. Later in the week. Caroline,
1: thank you.
3: Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Having the important conversations.
1: Yes. And um, you can extend this on your show on 102.5 The Game.
2: Absolutely. uh, I
3: know D. Mace and Willie will absolutely adore that.
2: They're going to love it. For sure. Willie especially is going to love it. Tell Willie and D. Mace we said hello to Absolutely,
3: I will.
1: Thank you. You can uh, follow Caroline at CarolineFenton1. And you can also join us at OutKick. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. When we come back, not one, not two, but three trees fell at Augusta. Play has been suspended. And we'll give you an update on all of that from the 17T next on Hot Mine. Craziness at Augusta National. We knew there could be weather delays, but there's delays based on trees falling. Three trees actually fell. We thought it was one. It's three together that were uprooted at the 17T at Augusta at the Masters for round two. Play has been suspended. Scott Van Pelt says, number one, no one injured, which is remarkable considering what this looked like and how many people were around at the time. And number two, they're still waiting to hear if play is going to resume today. So it's not based on rain or even lightning, which also suspended play earlier. Chad, it's based on trees uprooting at the 17T, which they've got to get cleared in order to do it, and they need to do it before they have dusk.
2: And I still have not seen a ton of wind. I mean, I'm sure that's what's going on, I would yeah, guess. It, yes, but gusts. Yeah, when it, watching the footage of Sergio Garcia, right, and yes. then it cuts over to the tree. It, it's not like, I think he's wearing a hat. It's like wind is blowing crazy, and then all of a sudden trees are falling down.
1: Brooks Kepka is the storyline. He's atop the leaderboard at 12 under after two rounds. The next closest currently is John Rahm. He's two under on the day, nine under for the tournament. And he's about to go to the second nine. Followed by Sam Bennett, the 2022 U.S. Amateur Champion. He is at eight under for the tournament, four under today uh, through all 18. I mentioned those two behind Kepka because Chad, at 12 under, I'm not sure if there are seven or maybe let's just say 10, 10 guys that are able, based on the scores, to catch him now. This could be his weekend, with just a solid round tomorrow. Um, So what I want to see this weekend, it is. was there at at six under real quick. Spieth, I'm trying to look at just everyone within range, Jason Day, Cam Young. Victor Hovland, but not many.
2: Selfishly, in the mix on Sunday, I want Kepka, Spieth, Morikawa, and the Amateur. I'd love to see that four-pack that are actually doing battle on Sunday for the championship.
1: Dad, I'm looking at the cut line real quick. Looks like it's still at two over. That's exactly where Tiger is. He's tied for 50th at two over, and he's through 11 as they've suspended play. Round two, based on trees falling. We recap the Masters, or we preview what could be the final round that's playing in front of us. That's on Monday.